0: Welcome back to Embodied Experience here with Lauren and Sylvie. Super, super excited to start episode 14. We are going to be delving into the topic of having hard conversations and knowing when to walk away. This one is such a big one, has been showing so much presence in both of our lives as of of recent, which is pretty much the trend that we've been following. We, we want to share things that are very um, important and are uh, current that are happening in our lives so that uh, we have some really great things to share with you about how it is that we're working through those things. So having hard conversations is hard, obviously. It's certainly not something that you know, you endeavor to do without having a lot of thought put into it, but realizing that you can't go any further without having this conversation. I mean, it's just, there's something in you that can't continue on in this relationship or continue forward in progression if the conversation's not had. And so having hard conversations is so important, you know, but sometimes we have to recognize when the hard conversation, if it's not going to get us anywhere, that maybe it's time to walk away. I have some great stories that I wanna share along the way, but really I wanna toss this over to Sylvie real quick to give us any intro thoughts that you have on having hard conversations, knowing to walk away. Of course, I would love to hear some of your stories, but yeah, let's get this conversation started. So excited to hear what you've been learning.
1: Hey Lauren, thank you for starting us off with this conversation and some really already great points. It does seem like we all get to points in our relationships or situations in which hard conversations are absolutely necessary in order to make further forward progress. Um, whether that be with um, a spouse, a family member, a friend, a work, a co-worker, or maybe even just in general in working with clients and patients having difficult conversations that I think are pretty much difficult depending on the topic and a person's perception and ability to kind of sit with uncomfortable feelings. Um, And when I think about what makes a conversation hard, I think it's just delivering truth or delivering information that we may not be ready to receive or that rubs up against our hopes and expectations. You know, I think hard conversation is kind of a way to For me, I sometimes avoid hard conversations with people. If I don't want to find myself disappointing others or disappointing myself, if I don't want to deal with the consequences of things having to change. And so hard conversations just lead to uh, I don't know, opening up new sources of information, right? Um, But I think that one really quick thing to touch upon is before having a hard conversation is being able to recognize the subject matter, who you're going to be having this conversation with, how they're going to be perceiving it. How can we maybe add in some constructive criticism with a difficult conversation to open up space in which we're both parties are feeling receptive and safe and open and things like that. But then it's like, okay, when to walk away, Because oftentimes difficult conversations may not just be in a single sit down. They may happen over longer periods of time or over a few interactions. And I think knowing when to walk away is important. And that is, in my opinion, when a conversation is starting to feel forced. If it feels like you're kind of forcing someone to understand something, if uh, you find yourself forcing the other person to see your point and you're starting to not necessarily recognize their point. Um, when we find ourselves forcing things, it's like we're kind of blinded by what's really going on because either one, we don't want to deal with it or two, we're not open to other possible ideas that might be outside of our realm of thought at the moment. So and And when we force things on people, typically the the natural human response, I think, is to is to defend or push back or um, in general, maybe they'll walk away first. So really finding the ability to be patient, going into hard conversations, helps to, I think, keep the space open. But if you find yourself forcing or disagreeing or that kind of open space closing down, it's a good time to walk away. That's in my opinion. Um, And I've had to probably, you know, multiple times throughout my work, even now, I find myself like I'm, I'm encountering patients on an everyday basis. And Sometimes being the person outside of the situation, you can almost see very clearly what that person needs. But I've recognized that sometimes I can provide information, but if that person is not ready to change, then I may only have a, the situation may only call for me to give so much information, see how the person responds. And if they're interested in continuing to learn more, then okay, I can carry on and go further. If a person is not ready to change or not ready to receive certain information, even though I may know that I have X, Y, and Z that needs to be said, but you know, they might be shutting down or going into defensive mode or just not able to comprehend or take in or their nervous system is just too wired to, to kind of go any further, then I might need to hold off on continuing that conversation and wait until a later time, allow that person to digest the information, reflect, and then we come back and we circle back. So that's a quick generalized example I can provide. Um, Lauren, I'd love to hear some of your examples.
0: What a great way to really bring in tools and really kind of frame how it is that we're looking at having hard conversations and knowing when to walk away. I love, you know, what you said, Sylvie about, you know, when people aren't ready to receive the information, I mean, we could be so clear and we can, we can really see externally what it is that they, you know, might, what they might benefit from in our minds, what they need to do. Um, But really if they are not in a space or a place that they can receive that, um, you know, it's almost like, you're wasting, you're wasting breath, you're wasting, um, you know, precious words. And and um, we have to be so conscious and cautious with the words that we use too. And, and oftentimes I think sometimes the silence can speak loudest. So, you know, and think in those instances, when we, you know, are pretty clear that maybe somebody isn't ready to receive what you have to say, then, you know, the silence is best. And maybe distancing yourself or taking space and time. Uh, time is really what I was thinking of as you were talking through, you know, when to walk away is, You know sometimes when you walk away from something um you know you give enough time in the space to um allow their minds or 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 the silence to speak um the example story that i have is that you know um my mother and i had a very uh, strained relationship for a lot of years um it really started when i was a teenager and you know, that, that strain just kind of grew into my twenties. And then, you know, by the time I'm 25, um, there were quite a few things that, you know, she had a different opinion about. And, but at that point, you know, I was married, I'd had my first child. Um, you know, we owned our own home and it just became very clear to me that, you know, we were going to continue to just, to just butt heads over things. And, Although we'd had many conversations, we'd even gone to therapy together, um, you know, it wasn't working because we were just on different frequencies. And although it's really hard to recognize when, especially when it's someone you love and that you're really close to, I mean, for me, it was my mom, you know, it, it, although it's really hard to be like, well, I guess there's not much else we can do, it's time for us to walk away it's probably the best thing we could have ever done for our relationship. Now, when we walked away, it's not like we're like, okay, we're going to walk away for a couple of months or years or whatever. Um, no, I mean, it, it It was really, you know, it was broken. It, it wasn't going to be fixed any other way but to, to allow there to be time. And so um, that was in 2000, uh, gosh, 2015 probably when we, well, 14 actually, when 2014, beginning February, 2014 was really, you know, kind of where we kind of, we, we walked different directions. And, um, you know, I think over the course of the next year and a half or so, so, you know, rest of 2014 into 2015, um, you know, we did try to have conversations, but, but not with any success. It was always, you know, again, we were on the, on different frequencies. It just wasn't working. And then we moved, my husband and I and and our first son. And we pretty much, my mother and I, we didn't talk all of the time that we were, uh, we lived in Washington, DC at that time. And I came to terms that, you know, if I didn't have, I didn't, uh, I came to terms with, how am I trying to say this? Um, I, I came to terms with the fact that if we never talked again, I had done all that I could do. Um, because I know why that I had, you know, and, and it wasn't her fault or my fault that we weren't clearly communicating or understanding. I mean, we were, we're just in completely different realms of our lives. And I think that's really the biggest lesson. If I could transport or, uh, supplant any sort of information from this conversation about having tough conversations and knowing when to walk away is that having tough conversations is so good. It can be so fruitful, but if, and only if you and that person are really on the same frequency right? Um, or, or at least frequency adjacent, but if you are on just completely different, uh, playing fields in two completely different worlds of thought, um, tough conversations are just going to make things more tough. And so really walking away is the only thing you can do. And it's so important to just do that, to just walk away and and truly i can say standing here today although i had to come to terms with letting that relationship go with my mother and feeling like i don't know if it'll ever end and you know i'm making amends with myself that i've done that all that i can do if it's if it's if it's in heaven that's when i see her then that's that's what it is you know surrendering that i, I mean really spiritually um giving that to god that was huge um but then as fate would have it uh, and i say fate not luck because it wasn't luck it was fate um in 2019, she sent me a text and she reached out, and um, you know we've seen each other now three times in in the last uh, year or so, year and a half maybe, um, and, and amends has been made, and and coming to a more frequency adjacent parallel space has happened, and we've been able to grow our relationship from from that kind of not starting over, I mean, in in essence, to some degree starting over, but, but being able to kind of make amends with what's happened in the past, not necessarily having to rehash all of it. um, But coming to terms with just being ready and willing to both put effort and try. So I don't know, hopefully that makes sense. That's kind of a long sorted story. um, But definitely, recognizing that time can be a valuable, valuable tool and that knowing when to walk away and and actually walking away can be so powerful uh, when having the hard conversation is just not working. Sylvie, uh, hopefully that makes sense. Um, Any thoughts uh, based on what I said or, or uh, do you, do you agree? Do you see where I'm coming from? Um, I don't know that, that was, that was pretty vulnerable. So let me know what you're thinking.
1: So many thoughts, I see where you're coming from and I couldn't agree more that silence is another form of communication and can be very, very powerful. And time is what allows things to heal and allows things to emerge. And it's one I think that's so challenging for all of us. Um, And so first of all, thank you for sharing that story. It made perfect sense And I was kind of hanging on every word, like, okay, what happens next? And um, you know, I didn't actually know all that information about you and your mom. And I was honored to be able to meet your mom this past year um, and, and spending time with her, with you and your husband and the boys. And really nice to see and be on the other end of the story in which you guys went through these hardships and it only allowed you to come closer together when the time was right. And uh, that's a saying for sure, I've come to really kind of lean on and put trust in that when the time is right, things will line up if they're meant to line up. And, and the story with your mom is a perfect one. And having that hard conversation with her over time and then realizing, okay, this isn't working, it's time to walk away. That was really big on you, big on her, and a huge leap of faith. Um, and I think then, in turn, it's also having that hard hard conversation with yourself, right? Like, knowing when to kind of pump the brakes or when to allow breathing room to to the situation so things can settle themselves out in their own divine way is really big. So I can only imagine the conversations you had to have with yourself, with others about you know, what it is that you were feeling at the time and and how you were processing it and coming to the decision to be okay with walking away. That's a whole other, um, you know, side conversation you were having and I applaud you for that. And one that we all have to have with ourselves, right? I think um, going back to this idea of of forcing things, we have to really be Clear with ourselves about what it is that we want to get out of a conversation, what it is we're ex- what it is that we're expecting, and then check those expectations, and also be very clear about how we want to be respected and paying respect to that other person too. So, when you bring up this frequency adjacency, I absolutely love that idea, and it's true. If you know to 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 sync up on the same frequency is. It takes time and it takes time for people to kind of get on that same page. So maybe sometimes it's um, a multitude of small, hard conversations along the way that can lead to a big one. And, and giving that time and breathing room in between to allow each person to get in the same wavelength. And, um, you know, that might be different in, in all situations. Some situations are more time sensitive if it's work related. Um, if it's decision-making within a relationship, uh, or if there's like a pressing matter, sometimes that time sensitivity may rush things along. But in the case of you and your mom, it was like, I think, you know, how you said it, if, if fate will have it, if things are meant to be, then you can allow time to be an ingredient in, in these conversations. So great example. Um, And, uh, sorry, I'm just pausing and reflecting. I think it was, um, yeah, the hard conversations, that's pretty much it. I think, you know, taking silence is just such a strong action and it gives us all time to process. So I I really appreciate, appreciate that. And I just wanted to add one thing. I think when we're having these hard conversations, falling back onto the idea and the belief and trust that we know if we're saying, if we're speaking our truth and we're saying what we need to say, and we're being really honest with ourselves and with the other person without forcing them to understand it, then I think you can also walk away with a sense of acceptance that you did what you had to do. You did the right thing. Um, and, and that allows that space. To for you to be more comfortable sitting in that space, because time and silence is, for some reason, just very uncomfortable for us. And I think that's where the practice of meditation can become so powerful because it allows us to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. and And I know we kind of circle and weave this into many of our conversations, but it's something I feel is so important um, because patience is just huge. And you know, a few thoughts that have been running through my mind as we're having this conversation is when we turn to nature, the nature of things is never to force, it's never to um, rush. And when you watch. For instance, I'm going to use this now. I'm kind of going to go off on a tangent here, but when we think of fruit, right? Like if we try to eat, if we try to bite into a piece of fruit that's not ripe yet, but we're doing it just because we really want to have that piece of fruit it's and it's not ready, you know, you're going to feel disappointed. You're going to feel maybe a little unsatisfied with the taste of it. If you're prematurely eating it. And I think that's what can happen with hard conversations. If you try to force them, like it's just not ripe enough yet. The time isn't ripe you guys aren't in the same page, it's gonna be messy. But if you give it a little bit more time and respect it and come back to it, boom, things sometimes work out. And that's like the nature of uh, of anything, right? Like we need oxygen, we need to be able to have space within the realm of, of, our, of our relationships and within the realm of ourselves, so we can get to a better place. So that's another point that brings me is also to make sure you have these hard conversations when you're feeling centered within yourself. Um, you know, often I'll witness other people maybe getting into arguments or doing things, and you can tell that you know, and my, myself included, I've been in those situations when i was a little bit maybe younger and hot-headed, where you know you're now you're just speaking from a reactionary mode, and, and you get out of you get kind of get away from the point of the matter. And, uh, yeah, breathing room, breathing room, breathing room, breathing room. So great example. Um, I think one that many can relate to one. I try to instill into my daily practice and working with, 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 uh, with people and one, I try to integrate with the people in my life my life. Um, yeah, it's also just, yeah, just being really honest. So hopefully that makes some sense and is helpful and useful. I really love to weave in metaphors when I can. It's just the way my mind thinks. So I know it might sound a little out there, but hopefully uh, is one that will maybe resonate and stick with you. Yeah.
0: I love your um, metaphor analogy about the fruit, Sylvie. Definitely when it's not ripe, um, we can't just bite into it. Um, And I think that's such a great thing to keep in our minds to really uh, remind or remember when um, we are on the precipice of needing to have a hard conversation with somebody, but recognizing, is the fruit ripe yet? And if the fruit's not ripe, maybe it's um, the best thing you could do is to walk away. You know, but but then also, uh, I don't know. I also think that sometimes having the hard conversation is necessary so that when you do walk away, so like say you have the hard conversation and of course the hard conversation, it doesn't necessarily go anywhere, but at least the words are out there. And, you know, hopefully you've been able to do it from a kind and loving space. So you said the things that needed to be said, but not, not harshly, not um, in a way that would leave people feeling horrible about themselves in any way, but, but basically really giving food for thought. Because I honestly believe that, you know, with my mother um, and with so many other situations, I guess I could bring up another example, but but I'm just going to stick with my mom for right now that, you know, if we hadn't have had some of the hard conversations we had, we wouldn't have had the food to think on or to to the food uh, to, to sort of remember on um, food for thought, that is, um, as we journeyed into the five years that we were not um, in relationship with each other. And, and I think that that's important is that, you know, you try to have the hard conversation, so that the words are out there. And then when it's time to, you know, go your separate ways, um, you can still have that food for thought, and you can still, you know, marinate on it. And that, you know, one day, if and when you do come back together, it's like, ah, oh, aha, get it now, you know, or, or or some sort of a, you know, aha moment, right? Um, I, I'm right now I'm thinking about a friend of mine that uh, we had to have a parting ways and we haven't come back together again. But but I think that we have a respect and a love for each other. Um, and and it's all good. You know, I think ultimately what we want to come to is this space of but, but it's all good and finding that we don't need external validation to feel well within ourselves. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to at the center of this entire conversation, is you know, really being able to have the hard conversations, knowing when to walk away, but ultimately not needing an external validation to be validated from within. That wherever it is that your truth is, wherever that is that it lies, that you are validated in that. And, and I think for me, that was really the biggest coming about that, um, you know, letting go of relationships with, with really not only just my mother, but um, my siblings and my stepfather and and the whole family thing. Um, I was able to kind of come to my own and I was able to find validation from within and not externally. Um, There's so many other stories I could share there. Uh, Maybe that's what we should talk about next is external versus internal validation. Sylvie, I'd love for us to, to endeavor upon that one, but this was such a great conversation. Any parting thoughts from you?
1: Yes, that is beautiful, Lauren, exactly. It's a great conversation indeed. I think, you know, you say it, speaking right to the heart of the matter. If you feel validated from within and you're able to speak your truth, say what you need to say because you need to say it, because you need to, like you said, put the words out there, um, you know, lay groundwork for either the continuation of a relationship um, in order for the continuation of a project, uh, um, pressing matter at hand, whatever the case may be, if you're speaking from a place of honesty, Um, and you're able to do so from a place in which you feel centered and grounded. And maybe sometimes it's just feeling ripe within, like you feel ready to say what you need to say from a calm, centered, collected, cool place. Um, Sometimes it's the situation is ripe and the timing is good and both are open. And I think that can vary. So I like that idea of just keeping it in the back of your mind as a kind of a reminder. You know, I have so many fruitful conversations with yourself and with some friends and family. And you know, it's like what you said, like sometimes we say these things and it makes sense in the context of our conversation. And then later on when life is happening, those little reminders come back to guide us and support us in those moments. So yeah, having hard conversations, they're difficult, but important to remember that they are necessary in order to continue creating life with others. um, And giving things time is also part of the hard conversation. So silence is language, meaning giving things breathing room, giving things time to marinate, not only for yourself, but for the other parties involved. So you both can have that time to process and return back from a centered place. And um, allowing that nature to be in essence in these hard conversations. And remembering that when you're forcing things, that's when things can derail. So being patient um, and knowing sometimes that hard conversations don't just happen in one swift whoop. I don't know if that's the right word, but... Um, sometimes it's lots of mini conversations to get to the big point, And that's just being kind and sensitive to both, or whoever, however many parties are involved. So, um, yes, I would love to talk about external versus internal validation. I think there's so many layers. And um, there's so many different layers and aspects in which we can approach the topics that we talk about. So, you know, a lot of these things interweave, and I love that. And um, I'd be happy to talk about that into the next episode. So I hope all of you guys listening found this uh, conversation helpful and applicable in your own lives. And know that hard conversations are uncomfortable, but also super necessary um, in order to continue moving forward. And I think once you get the conversation going, more than half the time it's not always as bad as one anticipates so another thing to keep in mind um yeah I could I could probably keep going but I'll leave it at that for now so thank you so much Lauren thank you everybody out there and until next time take care
0: Another fantastic conversation with you, Sylvie. I'm so grateful that we were able to kind of unpack this topic of having hard conversations and knowing when to walk away. Thanks to our good friend, Kelly, who has uh, guest appeared on our episodes before. She actually came up with this fabulous conversation to talk about. And I'm really looking forward to our next conversation of um, understanding internal and external validation. So until next time, this is Lauren and Sylvie with Embodied Experience.